0: Check, check. We're good, I think we're good. We are excellent. Five by five. Nick and Todd's excellent adventure podcasting. There it is. That <laughs> would be good. We could travel through time. If only. If think only. The <laughs> havoc we would wreak.
1: Or the blessings upon the world we would pour out.
0: Oh, that's one way to look at it. I like <laughs> that. <laughs> so I prefer to see that. Uh-huh. Hi everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say. A podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. All right, what are we talking about this week?
1: We are talking about uh, we had we had uh, um, a listener uh, write in and, and address this kind of big issue about couples and when is it enough? When when should you break up? When should mm. you end a relationship? Basically. Um, and rather than just talk maybe about romantic relationships, I thought we'd just talk about when do you end a relationship?
0: Oh, any kind of relationship. Any kind of relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this is one of those like, uh, impossibly broad questions, of course. Like, obviously we can't tell you when you should end a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Six months from today. No. Um, yeah, there is. But what can we
0: do? Like, how can we, why should we be the ones to answer this question? Like what? How can we help people at least think about this question? Maybe,
1: man. This is this is such a deeply personal um, question. I think that I I definitely see a lot of clients with this on their mind. Oh yeah, and they want to make sure they're making a good decision.
0: I would even go so far to say is there there is a huge chunk of clients who end up in therapy who, I'm not saying they're being deceptive, but the initial reason they come in is kind of a excuse sounds bad, but it's an excuse to kind of get in the door. And then you find out later, oh yeah, I was having panic attacks, but actually the really big thing on my mind is this relationship that's not working for me or that's really unhealthy. And Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. so they kind of need, again, I'm not saying they're being um, dishonest, um, but they, they kind of got to get their foot in the door and sort of warm up to the really big thing, which often is they have this gut level or sort of very, um, below-the-radar instinct that, like, oh, I don't think this is going well. I need to really do something about this, maybe.
1: Yeah, psychodynamic therapists call this testing, right? They they come mm. in with one problem to see how you feel. it, basically. Mm-hmm. And if you do okay, they'll... Now, they'll give you the big one. That, that kind of belies some, like, um, dishonesty on the part of the patient I don't like. But I, I think a lot of patients do kind of lead with a jab almost like let me feel yeah. this out and see how this goes and then once they're comfortable they're 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 open to talking about bigger issues
0: yeah and again I, I don't think that's explicit I, I think we all do this in all sorts of areas and if that's
1: what it takes to get you into therapy do
0: it go I, ahead yeah for sure I, I, yeah that's a great point i don't think there's anything wrong with this at yeah all. there's in no fact, judgment there and
1: in, in, in fact it's a good way to shop at there totally to, yeah
0: absolutely I, and again i think we all do this in all sorts of areas of our lives mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. um that like the, the dating, right? Like, you know, most people yeah. don't just like lead with the really big stuff. <laughs> Move in tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you might want to take them to coffee first. Yeah. yeah, right. So, yeah, this is a huge. Um, it's a, yeah. It's, it's probably one of the most impactful decisions in your life is when you, whether you just choose to leave a very significant relationship or not.
1: And I and I don't know many people who come. To, I don't know how to frame this. Um, r- relationships are such a huge variable in the equation of your mental health. Um, that most people who are struggling with a mental health issue may have some relationship issues as well. And yes. so this is a really common uh, discussion that we have about relationships and when they're healthy and when they're not. Um, and so I think, it, I think it fits our preview pretty well.
0: Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, and, and one way I think about this is like we, we can't give you answers um, but what we can do is sort of talk about some general principles that will maybe help you think through this dilemma in a more helpful way or in a way you haven't thought of mm-hmm, yet mm-hmm. based on just, frankly, like lots of repetition. Like we just see this over and over and over again and eventually like some patterns start to show up if you're yeah. a therapist.
1: Yeah, and and a, and a lot of therapy is just that it's it's really getting that pattern down. Mm-hmm. Understanding your pattern and elaborating it and and. Uh, for you and your therapist to get on the same page of what that pattern is. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yep. All right, so, yeah, what do you think? What's your first kind of, like, uh, idea here when it comes to what would be a sign that, like, maybe it is time to to move on and break it off?
1: Um, Well, I guess the first one is that you're thinking that you might want to end the relationship in the first place. You know, I I think that's a a good indication that maybe it's at least worth... um, looking at that relationship. Oh,
0: so just simply, is this a thought that's kind of come up a bit for yeah, you, really you recently? Know, if, like, if
1: you're coming into a therapist saying, geez, this relationship is painful and mm-hmm. um, I, I'm not sure if I should stay in it or not or or um, things have come up that, that maybe make call this relationship into a question, then it's probably a pretty good indication that maybe there's something there to go through exploring. at least, yeah. yeah. Um, but, man, relationships are so intricate and complicated sometimes and, and, we meet people in strange ways, and we keep them in our lives in strange ways sometimes and I think sometimes it's just worth uh looking at relationships to make sure they're healthy and, mm-hmm. and that's that's one of the bigger markers that I talk about with my clients is is the relationship healthy
0: okay let's break that down what How do you know if a relationship is unhealthy like what would be some signs that a relationship is not healthy
1: um is is um are you having the same conflict over and over and over again oh um, are you able to resolve? Are you able to have conflict in a healthy way? Um, does this person make you feel bad about yourself? Um, does this person add stress to your life? Um, mm-hmm. Is is it a reciprocal relationship? Are are there expectations in the relationship that are adhered to? Uh, there are lots of yeah. lots of markers of healthy and unhealthy relationships, but so getting a feel for that is important. So
0: what I kind of hear you saying is maybe it's not about specific issues so much as any kind of issue that is like pervasive and kind of intense mm-hmm. is maybe an indicator. Like if, there, if there's been an issue and it's pretty impactful in your life and on the relationship and you haven't been able to um, work through it effectively, like that might be a sign. Wh- whether it's, um, you know, expectations or partner gaslighting you or like whatever it Behaviors, is. Behaviors, yeah. Yep. mm mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that something an issue is um significant like intense and persistent over time
1: yeah yeah and and now i don't i don't maybe maybe we should start this caveat i, I really look at all relationships as voluntary um <laughs> meaning if you don't want to be in a relationship you don't have to be in that relationship um and, and I I, I want to preface that because as we look at whether relationships are healthy or not, I don't want to give the impression that we're saying if it's healthy, you have
0: to stay in it, hmm. you know? Um, well, but that's an interesting, even that idea right there that relationships are voluntary. I don't, I mean, there are probably some times when that's just not the case, but I think there's a lot of situations where people feel like they're not voluntary or at least they feel like they're not completely voluntary. They sort of feel an obligation to be in the relationship mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. or they feel... Pressure to stay in a relationship, right? I think these are pretty common.
1: I, I think that's common, but if it's the only reason you're in a relationship, I would, I would love to discuss that. You know, yeah, um,
0: sure. But, but I just think this point about relationships being voluntary. I mean, I think it's a good point, but I think it's that's not at all self-evident to to oh, a right, lot of people, to class, I think.
1: Yeah, because y- yeah, no, you're definitely right. And a lot of patients, um, we talk about that a lot. There's a reminder. Frequently, that relationships are voluntary, mm-hmm. um, and 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 just because it's voluntary doesn't mean you you have no sense of duty or obligation or mm-hmm. loyalty or fidelity to that relationship at all. Um, but it's just a, a nice backdrop to because sometimes people will say, "I'm so unhappy in this relationship, I want out," yeah. um, but I I I don't know if it's the right thing to do, and and they almost want to kind of create a list of reasons why they should get out of the relationship. And in some ways, um, they're looking for permission almost. They're looking for somebody else to say, yeah, you should extricate yourself Why from Why is that, there. do you think? Um, I don't think they want to be wrong sometimes. I think they want to kind of do the due diligence or they just feel guilty maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but but knowing that, you know, at, at a minimum, um, it's okay to rela- leave a relationship if you want to. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there, there's, there is that so you, you know there's you don't have to compile a list you know a mile long um if you want out of a relationship yeah. if you want to that's good enough
0: i i think there's a lot people have a conflict here because it's i think in a lot of ways it's not or doesn't feel that binary to people in that so if you're like I, i'm thinking about a client who is is pretty sure that, that kind of logistically and psychologically it he should definitely be out of the relationship. It's not Mm -hmm. healthy, Mm -hmm. like on a lot of those levels, but he, he comes from a particular religious tradition where you like just stick with it through thick and thin and you Mm -hmm. do not Mm -hmm. get out of relationships. Mm -hmm. So there's this, there can often be these conflicts where you're very clear on a certain level, right? Emotionally, this is not healthy for me. Like physically, maybe this is not healthy for me, but spiritually I'm totally in conflict with that. Mm -hmm. Like once you're married, you're married, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think a lot in my experience a lot of times people's hesitance or people's um having a hard time real kind of acknowledging that being in a relationship is voluntary is because it's it's complicated right oh, on, you know like on some usually, levels it isn't yeah. voluntary or it doesn't well, seem sometimes voluntary. there's
1: financial attachments and take mm, sometimes yeah. there's like disabilities that are involved and, and mm-hmm. that make it very very difficult to leave a relationship I'll give you that um but but, um, again, if your sense of duty is the only thing holding you in a relationship, then it's probably worth talking about, at least. I'm not saying yeah. it's a green light to go ahead and end that relationship and run off into the sunset, but I, I would say that's something, a factor that you probably want to really be aware of, that, that one of the only things holding you in there is is your sense of duty or your sense of uh, spirituality or whatever, yeah. whatever that is. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's, it's a, that's an important role for therapy is that you – your therapist isn't necessarily, shouldn't, I don't think, tell you what to do. That's not their job, right? Mm -hmm. And it should also not be telling you what you shouldn't do. They, therapy is really about helping you think through it and get a lot of clarity because chances are your, your own, just from your perspective, that that's one perspective. And maybe a lot of people in your life have sort of um, biases. right yeah they 're going to give you a certain kind of color because because there 's a lot invested in that relationship mm-hmm. right there 's mm-hmm. just a lot of inherent kind of bias there, but a therapist is is relatively neutral and, and therefore can help you kind of get the lay of the land like get kind of clarity about all the different variables, all the levels that are going into this potential decision mm-hmm. and that that clarity is just so helpful and relieving, I think. That's my experience with clients is they just feel such a sense of relief when they are able to really kind of look at the whole picture, kind of step back and really think through all the different layers and possibilities.
1: Yeah, and hopefully your your therapist is, is there to kind of make sense of some of that for you because when it's you and it's in your head and you've been going over it and over it, it, it kind of has this kind of um, overwhelming feel to that. But your your therapist is there to kind of um, hopefully pick up on the important themes for you and, and help um, elucidate that for you in a way that you can kind of make decisions for yourself. But yeah. you're exactly right. Your therapist is never gonna, well, a, a, I think a good therapist is never gonna tell you it's time you break up. Yeah.
0: or it's There time might be you some, exe- like I'm trying to think through myself. Like if I had a client talk about where like, Physical safety was like oh, an sure, issue, yeah, you know, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And those are important to, to talk about because I think those actually happen more than more than we would like to believe. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Situations like that happen,
1: or when you have, um, yeah, someone who's just being victimized in a relationship. Then mm-hmm. I think there might be some extreme cases where your therapist might be a little bit more upfront.
0: Yeah. So think through um, so a lot of these cases, uh, situations where you you've talked to people about uh, relationships that ended. If you think back on those those kind of histories, what were were there some common kind of factors or things that tended to be deal breakers? Guilt tends to be a, a one in
1: particular where one person kind of would like out of the relationship but they know or they really strongly feel that the other person wouldn't that they'd feel awful. Um uh so guilt tends to be one reason people stay in a relationship. Oh, that keep people in. Yeah, yeah. that keep people. Is okay. that what you asked? Sorry. I'm...
0: No, well, actually, that, that's good. I was asking about the reverse. Like what what actually finally is the the kind of tipping point that causes people to realize, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I need to get out of this. Um, but that's good. Oh, wait, so let's do those first, actually. Mm-hmm. So things that keep people in. Um, guilt. Guilt, one of them. A,
1: a sense of obligation or duty. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what else can do it? Um,
0: you mentioned finances, actually. Finances, yeah,
1: those kind of entanglements that aren't easily stuff. separated. You know, you have a, a child together. Kids. or Yeah, um, a business together. Mm-hmm. or Those entanglements that, that really make separating challenging and, and difficult. It's yeah. almost a lot of people just kind of avoid making those kind of decisions altogether.
0: Right, yeah, understandably. Okay, so how about the reverse? How about when people do actually end up um, getting out of an unhealthy relationship yeah. What What are sort of the the things where they finally realize? Oh, yeah. Okay. This, I see this now, and so I'm going to pull the trigger and and get out. Like, do, do you see what I'm getting at? I'm like, yeah. Or, or maybe I uh, let me start with an example. Go ahead. That I've, I've been kind of thinking of, which is a very common one in my experience, is it finally dawns on someone that something in in the other person is just not going to change. Mm. So there's a lot of between this being a possibility, ending the relationship and actually it ending, there's a lot of hope that happens. Well, mm-hmm. Like maybe they'll change, this thing will change. Like maybe they will actually become more like engaged and emotionally available or intimate or maybe they, you know, whatever, will just become more responsible or they'll something like that. stop cheating on me. Yeah, right. There's yeah. a big one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point, it seems like it finally kind of crystallizes for someone. They can finally kind of accept this isn't going to change. You know, like I I have, we've tried lots of things. I've tried lots of things. They Either they have tried lots of things and haven't succeeded or they're just not willing to try despite very reasonable kind of prompting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that kind of inflexibility, persistent inflexibility on something important seems to be a big, um, a lot of people Take that as a sign that, like, okay, like I can't keep going with this. Yeah. If on a big issue someone is unable or unwilling to change at all, like mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. a big one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or just the, the, the identifying, um, the, the mental or physical health cost to that individual, you know, really no. kind of coming to appreciate, um, you know, my depression might be that I am stuck in this situation mm. I really can't tolerate and don't want to tolerate. Um, you know, th- these always remind me these are the conversations about responsibility, though, too. Mm. You know, that. What do you mean? Um, well, a lot of couples really try to resolve conflict by demanding things of the other person. You know, um, I need you to start doing this behavior or stop doing this behavior. And and usually those discussions are way better if it's around what you're willing to do and what mm-hmm. you're unwilling to do and unwilling to tolerate or willing to tolerate. Um, and, and I think sometimes helping people understand um, how they've been willing to tolerate or unwilling to stop doing certain things really kind of helps um, flesh out that, you know, what am I responsible for and what are they responsible for? Yeah. And once you realize, wow, I'm responsible in a lot of ways... For this continued behavior, because my behavior is the thing allowing this gotcha. thing to to continue. Yeah, yeah.
0: Another one I see a lot with this is the issue of, I would say, kind of loneliness versus confidence. I, I think something <sighs> that keeps people in unhealthy relationships is basically a fear of loneliness. Like I, this is bad, but loneliness would be worse. When,
1: and I think you said it really well in a previous podcast about anticipation of loneliness. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's yeah, right. a That's real the fear of that. Yeah.
0: It's it's in your imagination, this is going to be too awful. Being alone is going to be too awful.
1: You know, I, I couldn't agree more. and More and more I hear people echo these sentiments that um, th- the fear of what will come relationship-wise or won't come right. is what keeps them in a relationship where they know they're not happy, but it, it might be better than being all alone or never mm-hmm. having someone again. Yeah, Right,
0: right. And often I've found that while you can't you can't run that experiment, you know. To you can't show them that maybe, hey, maybe right. loneliness won't be as bad as you th- you think it is. But one thing you can I, you can do, I think, is, or at least I try to, is help people boost their sense of confidence mm-hmm. and self worth, and design sort of experiments or or plans to show them, like, hey, you know what, like I like. Me independent of this person is pretty great, and other people think so and yeah and if you can really help people uh see that and feel that 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 can be a really big can help people kind of get over the edge
1: yeah individual kind of uh goals or achievements are are a beautiful way of building that self confidence and yeah. enough to say sometimes like okay i'm gonna go out this on my on my own
0: yeah. Okay, I got a couple of quick questions for you here mm-hmm. before kind of specific questions. Something that comes up a lot with this dilemma of getting out of a relationship, especially a marriage or a romantic relationship, is kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a question I get a lot is like, well, I need to stay in the relationship until the kids get older. can handle it. Right? Yeah, there's some magical right. age where mm-hmm. then it's okay Or to be to easier. Leave. They, they yeah. estimate it'd be easier. Mm-hmm. What, what do you make of this?
1: Man, I think the sentiment is beautiful. You know, the value behind it is I don't want to disrupt anybody's life right. um, at, a, at an inopportune time. But... Yeah, it's very selfless, right? Very, very, very much, yeah. yeah. Um, so the sentiment's good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I often think there's really no opportune time. Yeah. Sometime, you know, and, and, and that's, that's difficult to say, but there really is no uh, unop, inopportune time, and... One of the other factors you want to consider is probably how miserable you are because that often has a bigger impact than the age at which your kids are going to be affected yeah
0: as far as I know I maybe looked into this research a couple of years ago, but I don't think that much has changed since then there There is no I- empirical kind of research evidence that one kind of age is better than another in terms of when you split up right um, right what what is seems to be much more impactful is. The fact that the the kids continue to have a good relationship with both parents
1: couldn't have said it better. That that um, the bigger issue is that the the relationship with both parents continue. Yeah, yeah. And
0: I, one of the things I see that I think is very tragic is I see couples who are extremely unhappy, but they're they're waiting to split up for their kids mm-hmm. is their their genuine kind of motivation. Mm-hmm but the fact that they are in an unhappy and in an unhappy relationship is very obviously making it even worse on their kids. Yeah,
1: I mean the dynamic in the house and and I mean you see couples that won't even talk to each other or when they do they're screaming and shouting yeah. and if you don't think that's having an impact on your kids. Right. Or that I mean y- For parents, I also kind of coach them to see like, your relationship is the model of relationships for your kids, you know? And so if you want to teach them that it's okay for, you know, mom and dad to never speak to each other when they do, it's in these passive-aggressive ways or just aggressive ways, then you might want to consider the impact of that on your kids over what, how old they are when you decide to yeah. go and leave and maybe... And that's a,
0: as a therapist, that's a delicate topic oh, to bring it's hard. up it's Really hard, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to make them feel worse. Yeah, you don't um, want to make them,
1: but you do want to kind of give them a sense of what variables might be yeah. more important than the one they're looking at.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay, final question for you. Couples counseling. Mm-hmm. Uh, should I do it? Does it actually work? Like, what? I know this is a huge topic, but like give us the the high-level bullet points on this, like... Well, I think couples
1: counseling in a lot of ways is communication and conflict resolution counseling, um, and, and I think that's a beautiful thing. I, all too often, I'm afraid though that it seems like the couples that are coming in for couples counseling, it's like this hail mary, last ditch mm. effort to save something that's just you know in a really bad place, and therefore the success rates sometimes can be pretty difficult, but. Yeah. If, if couples come in early enough or if they're really committed, if both couples are really committed, then it's absolutely worth your time and, and effort, I think.
0: Yeah, seems like one of those things where it's really much more effective as a preventative measure mm-hmm. than it is as a sort of intervention once things are already bad.
1: Yeah, or, or it just takes some real commitment on, on both sides if things are really bad. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.